Welcome to The Courage Effect. I'm Suzanne Weller, and this is a show about growth and unleashing what's possible. You will hear inspiring stories about what courage looks like, how we navigate what's getting in our way, and the opportunities that surface when we choose courage over comfort. Let's get started. Hi, everybody. It's Suzanne. Wonderful to have you here at The Courage Effect, where each week I talk with a guest about what they've learned through wrangling fear and risk, no matter how big or small the challenge. So obviously, when I created the show, courage is a core value to me. I don't think that comes as any surprise. But two other core values to me in both being a human being and in my work in leadership development are collaboration, which is something that I love doing when I coach or consult with my partners, but also creativity. And I say that because today's guest, who is a former colleague and a friend of mine, she basically is one of the most creative people that I know. So our guest today is Carmen Cano. So let me tell you a little bit about her. Always at the intersection of business design and technology, Carmen has led teams and organizations in both Europe and the US in product, innovation, and design. She's currently the Senior Vice President of Product Design at Seismic, and she's played a role at a variety of organizations, including Hearst, The Seattle Times, CBS Sports, Getty Images, and Drift. She's passionate about solving problems by creating a vision that enables everybody to do their best work. And her motto, one of my favorite things about Carmen, leave it better than you found it. Carmen, welcome to The Courage Effect. Thank you, Susan. Thank you for having me. It's wonderful to have you. So I know that when I asked you to be on the show, you said that it had actually sparked some interesting thinking for you, specifically around courage. So are you are you good to start off with maybe sharing a little bit about that? Absolutely. Uh, yeah. When you talked to me at the beginning, I thought, um, you know, you think about courage. And for me, it was, I'm not a fireman. I am not a soldier. I'm not a doctor. I'm not saving lives. I'm not, my life has been pretty easy. Um, so I did start digging a little and, and uh, reading some things, and I realized that um, that I was misunderstanding the concept. Um, and it's not about the big things. In some ways, I think everyone has courage. Um, it's about it's about being uncomfortable and embracing that uh, lack of comfort and fear to do the right things, to do things that you want, to learn to grow, um, to make progress. Um, so it, it was interesting and I'm grateful that you talked to me about that because uh, it, it it changed my perspective. Um, there is a, a, a quote that I found uh, by Maja Angelou that says, courage is to trust to love one more time and always one more time that I really, really love. I love that quote. I don't know that quote. Thank you for sharing that. Yes. Yeah. Uh, it's the small things sometimes, but but just uh, knowing yourself and trying to push, uh, whether it's for you or for others, to speak up when something is wrong, to defend what you think is right, uh, to get better at doing something, right? Yeah. Well, and I, I introduced you as being one of the most creative per people that I know, which is very true. And you're also a wonderful collaborator. And I also think that both of those things definitely require a good dose of courage. 
because in creativity and especially when you're when you're co-creating with other people sometimes it can be hard to challenge somebody or to bring a different idea to the table so i'm curious for you how how does courage maybe work in your design process a little bit um i think uh courage um the other way around i am incredibly curious to a fault i'm curious i ask questions about everything i like learning and knowing and i think curiosity uh leads you need courage because you don't know what you don't know you're, you don't know what you're going to find you don't know how other people are going to react or respond so for me that curiosity gives me the courage to to ask questions and i think uh, at work most most of what i do is ask a lot of why or what if what if and when people say it's not possible there is always a way so so it's almost like unleashing the potential of others by just imagining what what if it was different what if we could do this um and i think it's contagious honestly um i am i tell people i'm a little crazy and i i think it's in a good way uh, but i like to push myself and everyone to to discover the possibility, the potential in ourselves and in things, in the projects, in the products that I work on. Um, and it has, I have uh, a lot of rewarding moments uh, because of that. It's just don't, don't ever be comfortable, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's, it's boring for me. So it's like, let's try, let's try a little better. Uh, and like you said, for me, my main motivation is leave it better than you found it. It doesn't have to be transformational all the time, or we talk about innovation and it's a loaded concept, honestly. It's about, can you be part of the solution? Can you make things a little better? Your garden, your team, your house, yourself, your friends, uh, the park, you know? Uh, <laughs> it's like, that is, um, that idea of progress for me is, um, is what motivates me. Um, there was another book, I think it was uh, Engineering is Human by Henry Petrosky, if I remember. Okay. And it talks about how failure, we underestimate the, the value of failure in invention and progress. Um, and many times we don't talk about all the tragedies that led to, to better things, a bridge that, you know, fell and people died but that led to discover that you need to take into consideration wind factors to build a, a safer bridge um, and sometimes that fear of failure uh stop slow us down or you know take us back and it's like it is okay to fail when you try things you're going to get them wrong more times than right um and it's about learning uh, and sometimes you're surprised that actually you didn't think you could do it and you can do it. So I think it's so important that what you're talking about, the the threat of just the daily acts, like what are all of the things that you can do um, to to hopefully tweak something? I mean, like continuous improvement in a way. Yes. Right. But the whole idea of being comfortable with failing forward. Yep. 
Yeah, and I think there are sometimes concepts that are easier for, for all of us to understand. Like if you want to play piano or guitar, um, I play guitar badly, but I don't stop. When you start, it is going to sound bad, honestly, but you cannot give up because it doesn't sound good. You just need to keep practicing and practicing. And once in a while, it's like, oh, it didn't sound that bad, right? So it takes that and it takes courage because you are not doing a good job. If you want it, you just need to be resilient and persist. Do it again. Do it again. Try it again. Just yeah, and as you to, yeah, sorry. No, finish your thought. I apologize. No, that is <laughs> is that that idea of the uh, Maja uh, quote, right? Trust to love one more time and always one more time. <clears throat> well, and I, I really appreciate that too, because it's the whole idea of perfection doesn't exist because we get so hung up on that. Yeah. And the idea of it's good to tweak, but at the same time, I think it's good to also know when, you know, what is practice versus what might be obsession? <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And for you, I mean, obviously you've, you've taken quite a number of big moves in, in your life. You were originally from Spain. So, but I don't know if you want to, you want to talk a little bit about what were the things that, where you really started to tap into courage at a, at a younger age? Um, when I was a, a child, I was incredibly shy. And sometimes I am still shy, um, much better than before. But um, so the discipline to speak up in a school, um, play guitar in front of a bunch of people, all the, the, the effort, the emotional uh, courage that you have to have to actually overcome something silly that is you're just shy. You get nervous when, when someone asks you a question. You don't want to talk to strangers. Um, and I did work really hard to overcome that. And I think that did teach me that you can, you don't have to change your values or who you are, but you can find the tools to, to, to use that to your advantage or to overcome those feelings of fear when they trigger. How did you do that as a girl? Do you remember? <laughs> I um, trying again. It's like even if it makes you uncomfortable, um, sometimes hearing your voice is a nervous voice, and don't stop. Just keep going. You are sweating. Try it again. Um, uh, um, developing is like when this happens. You know, the brain follows the body. So like when yes. you when you feel your body, try to tell your brain. Is going to be okay. Just try it again, uh, and and I think that that has been a, something that I keep doing with everything. Like you know, don't don't listen to the noise. It's like if everyone can, you can. Just uh, do it. Yeah, my story of coming back, uh, coming from Spain to America, is probably the most courageous thing I have ever done. <laughs> well, and I definitely want to. You, I want you to share more of that with our audience because. Um... It's, it's a great one. So um, we do have to go to a break in a couple of minutes. So um, before we do, I'm curious for you, was there something that your parents did when you were a girl to help you to, I mean, obviously pay attention to your body and what was going on, but to really help you to get out of that comfort zone? Um, what the, the best um, thing that my parents did for me was 
unconditional love, no matter what. Uh, whatever I wanted to do, they supported. Uh, they they did teach me the right values, and they loved me. Uh, they is something that I uh, I feel very connected uh, to to me as a child and to that love because it doesn't go away. And I think it gives you a confidence, a, a, a health inside uh, quietness that when you know that, that that exists, that you experience it, that um, it, it stays with me. You know, I think we are both so incredibly fortunate because I had a very similar experience with my parents and they are also expats and moved to America. Um, there's something to be said about being raised in a family of encouraging you to embrace fear, of encouraging you to 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 get out and to discover things, and to know that at the end of the day, you're still going to be loved. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, let's take a minute for a quick break. We'll come back, and I definitely want to hear your story about venturing to the U.S. So, for those of you that are here, this is Suzanne, and this is the Courage Effect. We will be right back. In business, your people are your most important asset. With so much change happening on the professional landscape, does your company have the expertise to support your employees for what the future holds? Maybe it's time for a partner like Plum. Female founded over 13 years ago, Plum HR Consulting provides human resources expertise to small and medium-sized businesses up and down the West Coast. Plum's HR consultants have more than 15 years of human resources experience in every type of industry, including tech, real estate, construction, manufacturing, and nonprofit. From long-term engagements to shorter projects, Plum can support almost every aspect of your business's HR goals. Allow Plum to take human resources off your plate so that you can go back to growing and leading your business. Visit PlumSeattle.com for details and information on their services. Asking questions is better than making assumptions. Such is the premise of my show, Stacy Connects, a show about making connections through conversation. I welcome a diverse assortment of guests to chat about topics and ideas that are sometimes educational, sometimes inspirational, a little personal, and always entertaining. Every week, I draw out and befriend the elephant in the room so listeners can connect with the unexpected. Listen live Tuesdays from 3 to 4 on Alternative Talk, 1150 KKNW. Tell your friends about Alternative Talk 1150. Welcome back to The Courage Effect. This is Suzanne Weller, and my guest today is Carmen Cano. And we have been having a wonderful conversation about you know, taking risks and really embracing fear. And Carmen definitely has a story to share, and it's about her moving to the United States. So Carmen, take it away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was saying when um, I am from Spain, um, and I moved to from Madrid to Seattle about 25 years ago. Um, my life in, in Spain was fantastic. Like I said, my parents' family um, were wonderful people. I had a good job in a nice city um, and really good friends. Um, and at some point, something happened that uh, that made me move to the U.S. And I moved following my heart. Uh, I fell in love with someone that was here. 
my English was rough. I mean, at the beginning when I moved here, uh, I was quick at dictionary, pointing at words. Um, uh, I had to learn a new language. I, I used to joke that uh, when I moved here, I thought, I'm, I don't know if I'm going to get a job. I had a fantastic job in, in Spain. And I always thought, you know, probably the only thing that I'm going to be able to do is to be making photocopies for businesses and they are not going to like me because I don't follow instructions well. So it's like, <laughs> I don't do what they tell me. Um, so I moved because I, I, if there is one thing that really makes me, I am afraid of for real is regret. So it's like, I try to do what I think I have to do and I want to do. And the last thing I want in my life is to wake up one day and, and regret I didn't do it. I didn't try. Uh, that is something that is, is what makes me really uncomfortable. Um, so, um, all those things that you fear when I moved here is like learning a language at the beginning is irritating. You feel like you are not as smart as you were before. Um, and suddenly it's like, at, there is a point where it's, it becomes the opposite. It's like, it's such a luxury to be able to learn something that complicated when you are an adult and feel that you're getting better and that you don't have to repeat the same things because people understand you and you can explain more complex things and a sense of humor and sadness and emotions. Um, but it was, um, it was jumping to something I, I had no idea. I met someone on the internet thinking that it was, um, a, in my mind, it was an old wise Chinese guy. That is how I imagined the first emails, uh, only to discover later in a picture that it was like a, a Scandinavian looking young, probably not that wise guy. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> I never, when I was in Spain, I never wanted, I never wanted kids. I never wanted to get married. I was happy. Um, I was, I was fine. Um, and I, I came here to visit on a vacation because we decided after writing and writing and writing back and forth, it's like, we need to meet. I got, um, I got here on a summer and, you know, very soon after I got here, uh, we are having coffee and he said, will you marry me? And I said, yes, I didn't think about it. And I, I heard myself saying that, and you're like, what just happened? You know? So I took time after to reflect and, and I couldn't say no. It's like, if I say no, I'm going to regret all my life. I didn't know if it was going to work. I got back home. I told my parents and friends, I'm going to get married to this person that you have never met and that is on the other side of the Atlantic and they told me you'll be back in three months and we are here for you and you know it's been 25 years still same husband uh, and um, I can express things in English and I didn't have to make photocopies I I found good jobs uh, very early on but that the experience of so many new things, learning a new culture, living with someone, honestly, that is like, I don't even know if I know how to do that. 
or if I want to wake up in the morning and see the same guy every single day. Um, um, finding a job uh, when, you know, the first job in the interview process, there were things, Susan, I didn't understand. And I just went with the flow. Uh, fake it till you make it, right? Uh, and it was fine. Uh, everything was fine. I am. I will never look back. Um, I have a wonderful husband, wonderful life, friends, and a job that I love. So I think is is again don't don't believe that you can. You know, even if it is scary. And yes, some things at the beginning uh, you're clumsy, um, and you develop new you develop new tools to deal with. I remember at the beginning, um, it is very strange to be in a place where we are surrounded by noise. Mm -hmm. And if you understand what people are saying around you, noise is not noise, it's information. When you don't understand, it's all noise. And I developed a, a, the ability to actually block that noise without much effort now. Like if that is why I can concentrate, no matter what is happening around me, because I develop uh, a way to uh, push that away so that you don't go, uh, you don't go crazy, and so many other things that you learn because because you have to and because you want, right? So um, being responsible, of course. I you know I I haven't done anything so crazy that risk. Uh, my life or anyone's um, and I am pretty responsible but but being being able to move forward and to try new things and to believe that you can it gets a long way yeah such an amazing story and it's interesting to hear you tell it where you say that you were saying yes before you even knew you were saying yes when he asked you to marry him. So it sounds like it's also very much a body experience, which you also talked about as being a kid and having, you know, the 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 mind and the body are so linked in that way. You just kind of knew. Yeah, there there are sometimes um I I listen to my intuition. I don't trust it a hundred percent, but um, but I think our bodies are, I mean, our bodies are our brains too, but our bodies are used to react to danger um, quickly, to movement, to to uh, things that are happening around us. Sometimes we are able to synthesize before we analyze. It's like, we don't know why, but something didn't feel right, you know, and you, ha you have to think about it. Um, and I think we need to listen to that because it's, is information. We felt something because of something. Um, and I tend to think about all the things that can go wrong, all the things that can go right. And you balance that and make a decision. But um, but there are moments when that is the body is telling you before you even think about it, is telling is is going. And that means it is important. It sometimes it may be overwhelming. It's like it's like seeing a car coming through you and you immediately run right and you didn't think about it uh, and i think same thing when good things happen or things that you don't understand or you don't know when that happens like listen to it don't push it away because it it matters yeah yeah so really listening to your gut um yes. 
that yeah. intuition and well, and it's, I'm, I'm also thinking too, because you said that you are so curious. So because you're always coming to conversations and the world with wanting to learn, seems like you're very tuned into the moment. You're very present and listening to your body is also a big part of that. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I, I think I am, um, I am very present. I'm alert, uh, because, um, I like to observe, to, pay attention. Um, someone told me one day, um, if you see me around, I am anything that is written anywhere, traffic signs, a, a little sign somewhere, I'm always reading everything I find. And, you know, most of it is irrelevant. It doesn't matter. But it's a habit that I am just paying attention, uh, looking up when you're walking. I love walking. Um, I think this, it helps you open up think about uh, things and honestly enjoy it. There are many things to enjoy out there. If you are just paying attention, show up, be present, pay attention. It's so true, just looking up. I mean, and I, I literally, I did a journal entry for myself last week and I said, my intention today is to look up. Like I want to make sure that I'm like, you know, like new seasons, things are changing in the world around me. And I want to make sure that I'm paying attention to it. Yeah. And yeah. I'm, and I have to say, I'm quite jealous that you have such a good noise distillation process. <laughs> <laughs> that is something that I feel like I am constantly working on and that that is hard stuff. Yeah. Um I think uh, I have it out of necessity. So yeah. like if, when you need it you develop uh you develop your tools uh to to move forward and and, and be and, and well-being honestly. Um yeah. Well, and I love that you say that too, because it's also not just bringing the tool, but it's sharpening the tool as you go, right? Yes. Because it's it's constant. It's something that we always need to be doing. So, well, I so enjoyed this conversation today. Thank you for always bringing your creativity and also just your joy. I mean, that's one of the things that I I always experience with you is that you are you are always in the moment, and as somebody that's in the moment with you, I appreciate that. So, thank you, Susan. Thank you. So yeah. So for our audience members that might want to reach out to you, what is the best way for them to get in touch? LinkedIn. Um, I love connecting with people. Um, we all learn from each other. So please, if anyone wants to just say hello or ask a question or connect, um, I will always uh, love that. So don't hesitate. Fantastic. And I'll make sure that I put a link to Carmen's LinkedIn profile on our webpage. So Carmen, thank you for a wonderful conversation. Thank you for doing this. Yeah, pleasure. For having me, of course. Thank you. Thank you, everybody out there. Wonderful to have you. We'll see you soon. Take care. Stay courageous. This is The Courage Effect. Bye-bye. <laughs>